generally Conor McGregor would be somebody who's like right up my alley. I mean, he's Irish. He's got a terrible ego. He's got mm-hmm. lots of tattoos and an awful beard. Mm-hmm. But I just can't with him. No, hard pass. But you're this- right. Like everything adds up, and I'm like, yes, yes. But then no. But then, then no. <laughs> By the way, Baker Mayfield in his World Traveler's hat last night. The World (laughs) Traveler's hat plus beard is a no for me. I don't care. (laughs) It's a no. I'm so blessed. I'm like, I've been put here in this moment because I literally never watch UFC ever. And I was like, I've been placed here in this moment to see Baker in the hat because I yeah. saw on Instagram him having his custom hat made. Oh God! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was all for me. It definitely was. <laughs> I literally cannot with like the lead up to the fight and and then the actual fight. I can't. Whenever I saw it was forty seconds, I was like, oh okay, this is what we've been waiting for. I'm like, and then that's the dude. That's the dude you got to fight him. Yeah. Okay. That's I don't know thought. much about fighting, but... Me neither. I mean, I'm the first to say I don't know anything about it. But let me tell you, I was super unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but it was dumb. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What is up, guys? This is Babes in Ballland. I think I'm ready. Let's, I mean, we might as well just start with the butt slaps, right? First things first. Do we (laughs) feel like that was real money that Odell was handing out on the sidelines? Um, I was talking to Misty, and she said she read that that money was fake. But then Joe Burrow said that it was not fake. Yeah. So, I don't know. First of all, okay, if it was real money, I was like, ooh, that's a bad look. And then whenever they were like, no, it's fake, I'm like, that's an even worse look. Like, what are we doing? So, Odell was already being crazy on Monday. Odell was having a big week. He went to the big uh, LSU game Monday and then was – giving out either Monopoly money or real money, some may say, (laughs) to players. And then he was, um, what did he do? Was it in the locker room when he gave the butt slap? Yeah, in the locker room. And it was a ref, right? Well, this is the part that gets tricky because I think the initial report said battery on an officer but then I think it was a security guard I don't know yeah it was was a security guard he gave the security guard a little welcome to sports butt tap but a good game (laughs) but butt slap yeah (laughs) but I don't think that he was ready to receive no no and (laughs) I shouldn't laugh but after said butt slap when uh, the officer turned around 
did you see Odell kind of like taunt him then? And I'm like, yeah. dude, stop. <laughs> like he was, he was apparently mad when he turned around. He was really feeling himself on Monday, <laughs> just yeah. having a big time. So Odell had a big Monday. He was having a good time. He was feeling himself in New Orleans. And then throughout the week, things just kept escalating. Were there going to be charges pressed for assault? Yeah, that was Thursday. They said that there was a warrant issued for a butt slap. Yes. yes. For simple battery. Things so, escalated really quickly. Yeah, that was Thursday. And then on Friday, Tristan Thompson got ejected from the Cavs game for slapping Joe Crowder on the behind. So that's the second butt slap offense. When of Crowder whipped around at <laughs> the know. free throw line, I was like, he didn't think that was cute. No, he was not into it. But then on Saturday, they said that the Superdome security guard probably wouldn't press charges on Odell. So that kind of ended that butt slap. But butt slaps, man. (laughs) It was a high point of the news this week, which I find odd. But (laughs) uh, be that... A warning to everyone, keep your hands to yourself. Yes, no touchy. So then we also had Antonio Brown acting up. I don't even know the full story behind whenever he went live on Instagram. I think it was Instagram. I don't even know, like, why the cops were there. I think she called the cops. She did? I think so. I don't really know like you said full story but what I kind of the gist that I kind of got from sports center was that the police had been called and he was like standing on his front porch berating the police calling them like literally every name in the book which they could have arrested him like a lot of stuff could have happened and they elected to I mean and I I don't know if that is uh at one point you could tell the cop was like, come on, man, you know, like, stop. Don't make me. Yeah. Which I don't know if maybe he should have just been arrested because I feel like at this point we're just enabling him. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is Antonio Brown. He needs some help. It was an awful look. He was just dropped by his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And <laughs> he said he's had it. Yeah, and it pretty much said, until he seeks help. So, I don't really even have much more to say on that. He's gone off the deep end. I feel like that's good as an agent, though, to, like, tell him, like, this, you know, with those types of people, you have to draw the line. Like, this is all I'm willing to endure, because if not, you just keep enabling them. Now, for this next hot topic, I'm going to, like, give you the statement, and I want you to tell me how it makes you feel. Okay. Giants hire Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator. (laughs) It's not a head coaching. Well, I mean, yes, but it's (laughs) not a head coaching job. 
I don't know why he irritates me the way I he does. I feel like I should have asked you the question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes I'm or like, no. I'm excuse me, do you hate Jason Garrett? Because I want to talk about it. And, <laughs> and I'm I'm like, I don't really care that much. <laughs> no, like literally like, I saw good. that. And I was like, freaking next. So, like, leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Were you hoping that just nobody was going to pick him up? That that would yes. be the end? I don't know why, <laughs> but yes. Do you have any others? With a big, um. Um. I actually, I guess it would be remiss if we didn't talk about it. I don't know how this ended up happening, but I ended up watching the fight last night. Um. <laughs> The well, it didn't take long. McGregor versus the Cowboy, the Irishman versus the Cowboy. It was a lot of hype. And <laughs> and the, the, I feel like that pregnant pause kind of like <laughs> describes the whole thing. Because yeah. there was the chick fight before the big fight, which was supposed to be a big deal. And it was the gal... Holly Holm, who had knocked out Ronda Rousey. So there was all this anticipation, and she was fighting a gal named Raquel from Colorado Springs, and that fight was really boring, and Holly Holm won by unanimous decision. So to, that was boring to me. And then I, I guess I need to say that I don't watch UFC. I don't know anything about technical points or style points. So for somebody Damn. that may have been a great win, but I was like, mm, next. <laughs> and then the big fight, I really, I don't like McGregor by reputation. And so I was hoping that this other guy would win, but 40 seconds, McGregor whooped him and I was uh, a little nonplussed all that hype for 40 seconds and now we have to hear about Conor McGregor for the next 10 years again as for me I'm a sensitive lady and I can't watch people fight so I mean I did like see the kick but which was impressive and the shoulders like he came in there and started just ramming his shoulder. McGregor was, like, ramming his shoulder into the cowboy's face. But all that hype for 40 seconds. I know. I was definitely driving home from the Thunder game whenever I got the updates about the fight. And when I saw that it lasted 40 seconds, I was like, okay, next. Because I've literally been seeing it on TV for days. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> every morning on Sports Center, they're doing <laughs> yeah. showing the clip of Conor McGregor doing that awful walk. Meow, meow, yeah. meow, meow, meow. I and know. I'm so I was already over it. And Conor McGregor is going to is being investigated for his second sexual assault charge in Ireland. But I guess we're just not going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll just leave that part gloss out. Gloss over that. So. While I had had hopes that this cowboy character was going to be able to take care of it. <laughs> so that's my only hot topic for the week. I ended up watching the fight, which is weird. <laughs> it, Yeah, that is a little weird. <laughs> so last week, whenever, well, yeah, it was last week. It was Tuesday when we were recording the Red Sox let go of Alex Cora, their manager. And then the Mets kind of followed suit with Carlos Beltran. He 
is no longer their manager. Step down, let go, left mutually. I've heard it all, but he's out. I do think that's funny, too, because I know that in Tuesday's episode, I had asked you specifically if you thought that Carlos Beltran should be a part of any of this conversation. And then they made it a part of the conversation anyway. So that didn't take long at all. Yeah. I told you earlier, I'm kind of let down that since Alex Cora was already let go by the Red Sox, now nobody's waiting to hear what his punishment is. So that's kind of defeating for me. And I know, like, they're still going to come out with, um, I guess, his discipline for it. But I think it'll kind of be glossed over because he was already let go. Which is a good move by the Red Sox. To keep themselves out of, because it got really messy this week. Yes. I super like that social media is so involved. I feel like that's one of the main reasons why we are still talking about it every day. So that's been kind of interesting to watch online I like that players have been involved like they're kind of feeling like they can speak out yeah without and I'm sure there is I'm sure there is some retribution of where always is with social media but I like that there's a lot of players who have kind of set the tone as far as like the Cardinals go uh, Mike Schilt the manager did an interview and he said that the Cardinals thought about getting involved with electronic sign stealing, but decided against it. It's not winning if you're cheating. Yeah. So I can appreciate that take. Yeah. It was also kind of wild for me because everybody started talking about the Yankees, but then they came out and just said that the Yankees are not being investigated. So I felt a little bit better, but then it's also like, okay, the Astros were first. Now we're doing the Red Sox. Like, is, is the saga going to continue? Hopefully I'm, not. I'm waiting to see if any NL teams come out of this. I know there was some discussion about the Brewers, but I'm still waiting. And then I can't help but wonder, and I know that this is hurtful, but I'm like, is this why the NL sucks so bad? <laughs> <laughs> and the AL is just such a big deal. <laughs> Because y'all were cheating. I would be absolutely crushed if anything came out about the Yankees. Especially after they're like, yeah, we're giving out trash cans at this game. You better be there. I'm like, y'all's name better not come out, (laughs) okay, or I'm going to be so mad. I would be crushed for you because I can't imagine how I would feel. So, I... Yeah, it's just not a good look, so we're all just going to sit with bated breath and hope that everything stays where it's supposed to be. I did see, uh, Jesse sent me a message earlier asking about why would they let players make statements, and I did see that Jose Altuve was like, we're going to get through this, and I'm like, I've probably watched the 
Altuve and Bregman interviews 25 times a piece. Yeah. I literally, <laughs> I cannot stop watching them. Obsessed much? <laughs> yes, but literally Altuve gets up there and he plays victim. And I'm like, oh, honey, don't start with me. So yeah, like he was uh, pulled into some elaborate scheme. Yeah, I'm like, don't fucking start with me. 2017 I, AL MVP. I'm, I'm a little bitter about it. To say something a little bit controversial because I know that you're mad at Jessica. I know a lot of people are mad at Jessica for her take that it was not a good look for Mike Fires to come out after. Let's let's start with the fact that I do not like Jessica Mendoza as a broadcaster. Whenever I have to watch the Yankees on ESPN, it truly pains me. So I want to, like, get behind her and support her. But also when I'm listening to her, I'm like, oh, honey, like, we're just not a good fit, which is fine. But whenever she said that, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I do feel like that there's two sides of the coin. I kind of understand what she's saying because as far as, like, it wasn't a big enough deal for you to say anything while you were there and then when you left. But at the same time, like, who knows what kind of pressure he was under. So there's two sides of the coin. Everybody said that the league knew that they were cheating. And they told everybody to listen for any banging and, like, stuff like that. So if it had already been going on for that many seasons and nothing happened. Why is he being put out as somebody who did something wrong? Yeah, I just don't like that. First of all, he's a pitcher. So I'm not saying that he's not connected with the Astros. He obviously is. If he knew, he knew. But... It's not like he was up there listening for a bang, you know? So, I don't, it just gets messy, you know? Yep. The whole thing. But I just feel like it was a pretty harsh take on her end. Like, I understand how she came up with that conclusion, but to kind of pinpoint Mike Fires as the problem, to make him, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So, and now they're saying she may be replaced on ESPN. Dang, you think it's a statement worth losing your job for? (laughs) Dramatic pause. So, (laughs) whenever I first saw it, I didn't like it. So, I could kind of be swayed either way. But also, like, I I already didn't like her. And it makes me sad because I loved Jessica Mendoza, the softball player, but Jessica Men- Mendoza, the analyst, I I can't tolerate. I don't know. I'm not upset if she were to be replaced, but should she be replaced? I don't know. I think a lot of men have said a lot of crazier things. I think that's a fair take. Am I going to have to cut that out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll leave it. <laughs> Thank God, the Thunder won last night so that we didn't have to do a wrap-up of all losses. 
Yeah, the last couple games, though, the Raptors on Wednesday was kind of painful to watch. I told Jesse, I said they are literally hungover like me in my 30s. It lasts (laughs) like a whole week. Yeah, you really got to work it out. You just, Um, they haven't been able to get it together since the Rockets game. No, and this is the game that Nader showed up with a boot on his left foot, so he is out. Nerlens was still out. I do think Gallo looked pretty good in this game. We even had a couple of big dunks and and ones from him. So he was attacking. He looked good. But the first half, I just, I can't with these bad first halves. It's really difficult to watch uh, the Thunder turnovers. And they cut a 30-point deficit to a three, which is crazy. But you cannot give up that much. What was it, like 22 points off of turnovers in the first half? And even with six minutes and 30 seconds left in the first, they already had five turnovers. And then Dennis came in, and guess what? He turned it over. Like, I just can't. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't with all the turnovers. At the end of the first, it was 38-25 to Toronto. And Thunder turnovers, they gave up 14 points. So, I mean, that's your lead right there into the first. Also, Toronto, they were shooting 71% at one point so they were literally almost making everything and also with our injuries and then I feel like their starting lineup just came to kill yeah but it was kind of like everybody was huge yeah our big guys were you know Steven was not well and Nerlens was out yeah and it was just like thunder turnovers Poor defense, Toronto shooting outrageously well, and it just—it was seventy-three to fifty-five Toronto at halftime. Twenty-two points off turnovers in the first half. If you give up seventy-three points in a half, the outcome is probably not going to be in your favor. And then I was kind of looking at all the stats during halftime. And that's when I noticed that Steven had only played seven minutes in the first half and he had two points and two rebounds. So I was initially like, Steven's freaking hurt. And then during halftime, it came out that he was hurt. He would not be returning, right knee contusion. So I wasn't super surprised when I got that update. He got stepped on. By Surge, yeah. and I know yeah. that it wasn't purposeful, but I was still trying to not be angry about it. I know. I'm like, don't step on him. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he's a he probably angel. needed a day or two to rest. I think. I mean, we'll get to this, but when he was playing and was available for unlimited minutes last night, to me, that was a mistake. Yeah. I mean, he did get to sit most of the fourth, but I, I'm i just worried that he's like, oh, I'm fine. We're back at it again. By the yeah. end of the season, Stephen can't move. He 
it's like, you know, what season was that was that when he came out like wrapped up in a full body cast and he's like, I can play. I feel like that was the twenty sixteen playoffs <laughs> ma'am when Kevin was fucking us over. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you have a timeline for that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was at game four and I was like Steven's down there getting all wrapped up and then I'm like, Where's Kevin? <laughs> he literally had his whole body wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I can play and in the meantime, Kevin Durant's on the phone with Draymond Green. Yeah. <laughs> Things well, are fine. Let's just go ahead. I want to go ahead and do my cupcake award then. Since we're talking about Kevin's, the final score was 130 to 121 Raptors. Thunder did kind of make a little push at the end, but it wasn't enough. Since we're talking about Kevin's, I decided I was going to give it to Kevin Hurley. Because they thought they could squeak a Kevin in on the roster, and I wouldn't notice. He came in at the, <laughs> yeah. he came in at the end of the game and played one minute, literally no stats, no rebounds, no assists. But I'm like, you're not going to squeak a Kevin in on the roster, and me not notice. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I was just feeling like kind of blah at the end of the game, and I was like, you know what, Kevin, it is because I couldn't really find anybody else to give. My perk thinks you're a cupcake award, too. I turned my cupcake award into a turnover award since oh. it's like a pastry. I yeah. just changed the rules a little bit. and I see what you did there. Yes. The <laughs> Thunder turned the ball over 18 times. But something that maybe isn't going to get talked about because they won – Toronto turned the ball over 19 times. Oh. So I I still give my cupcake award to, like, the Thunder turnovers, but we still couldn't capitalize on a team that was turning the ball over more than us. And Dennis Schroeder, baby, had four (laughs) turnovers in 13 minutes. (laughs) Dennis. Stop it. Okay, what's your Mr. Thunder? My Mr. Thunder award goes to everyone's favorite moose for (laughs) having 17 points and at one point in the night being our leading scorer. Bless his little heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not the most consistent, but he was there when we needed him. When he's hot, he's hot, okay. <laughs> and some may say when he's not, he's not. That three, yeah. there, <laughs> when his three is on, it's on. But when it's off, <laughs> it's worse than the Dennis Airball. <laughs> I literally wrote down in my notes, Muscala all alone, Airballs three with 2.30 left before <laughs> halftime. <laughs> so. I know. Bless Moves. his heart. <laughs> But I'm still giving on. him I'm still giving him the Mr. Thunder because at one point he was the only person out there getting it together in the first half. Yeah, there yeah. And if that's the storyline we're in trouble. Moose, but we're in trouble. Yeah. So I'm gonna give my Mr. Thunder award to Gallo. I feel like he was attacking more than normal on offense. And I know he can sit back and shoot threes all day, but I also like when he catches them off guard and attacks too. So, 
the Antoine dunk at the two minute mark was yes, real nice. I know. I like Angry Gallo. It works for him. We didn't super have that early in the season, so I like it. Me too. That puts us into this loss to me is way more frustrating than the Toronto loss, even though like our behavior during the Toronto game was wild. The Thunder versus the Feet, 115-108 lost. Gallo had a great night. He shot 27 points, and SGA and Dennis shot 18. Like, everybody still is getting their scoring points, but losing to the Feet hurt me. I don't know why, but it did. So, Nerland was back this game. It was his first game back from that left ankle energy, is what I was going to say. Wow. Left Let's ankle go with energy. Injury. Yeah, big ankle energy, okay? And then Steven was out for right knee, and Nader was still out with the ankle injury. Also, Tyler Hero didn't play, which made me kind of sad because he's a Packers fan. I thought we could hang out, but he was out with a left knee bruise. Do you think he'll make it to the game like Anthony Davis did? I can only hope so. Cruise up to the Packers game. My baby Terrence Ferguson's sick. He has an illness, ma'am. Yeah, he started the game but couldn't finish. He only played seven minutes. I think you messaged me and said he hasn't scored at all. Yeah. Or done anything at all. I was looking at the box score and I was like, oh, Tiford. But then I looked at like the minutes he had played and I'm like, okay, something's up. I initially was like, he's hurt. He's got to be hurt. But then it came out that he was actually sick. So he's having a tough time. I'm standing by it. <laughs> also, the Miami feet played zone on us. They looked good. And nobody wanted to attack the zone. They wanted to sit out and shoot threes all day, which is Yeah, when you fine. compare the paint points, it's hurtful. The Thunder shot 46 threes this game, and I just don't feel like that's ever going to be a good outcome for us. Jimmy Butler. Like... Oh, sorry. sorry. No, 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 I want you to talk about Jimmy. Jimmy Butler was playing good basketball at the end, and that hurts me to say. He looked good, and so did Bam. Like, fine, they can have it. But the zone, like, literally nobody wanted to attack the zone. And I'm like, I feel like we're best when we're attacking mid-range jumpers, stuff like that. I was also super frustrated with Chris Paul this game. Yeah, he just couldn't get anything done. Mm-mm. And I feel like defensively, the feet had our number, which made me really frustrated too. Yeah, I mean, the two threes, it just, it absolutely stumped him. Gallo did look good. He was seven of 12 for threes, 27 points, six rebounds, four assists. So he looked good. Dennis had a pretty good night too. I think he finished with 18. But we were shooting threes, out-rebounded. The largest Miami feet lead was 22. 
So, yeah, they did end up losing 115 to 108. Between Kendrick Nunn and Bam. Yeah. They couldn't miss. It was, no. They were on fire. It just looked like it looked like the Lakers game all over again where everything they were doing was working and we were just struggling. Yeah. Are you ready for awards for this game? I guess this game, I cannot tell you how long it took me to put this, put the awards together for this game because I was so disappointed in this loss. Like I just wanted to scrub it. I'm like, do you think Jesse will let me cheat and be like, I don't have any awards but then I knew you wouldn't let me so I'm in I was at this game and I think I sat there with a resting duck face the whole game because it just like there wasn't much to get excited about you know Chris Paul was quoted as saying that they were just more physical and we've got to figure it out because this kind of sucks right now and I'm like yeah yeah, Chris, it sucks. <laughs> that about sums it up, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll do my Mr. Thunder. It's Gallo. 7 of 12 for threes, 27 points. He had a really good shooting night. Good. My Mr. Thunder is Nerlens for the and one dunk in the fourth quarter. And Diallo driving to the ba- when Diallo drove to the basket and mixed, then Nerlens picks that dunk up, and he started the game off really strong. And I was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Nerlens <laughs> is back. He's feeling good. He's gonna get the momentum started. We've got I him scoring so all the Thunder points, like first seven points. Nerlens has got it. And then he finished with it. 10. I know. Literally, he scored the first seven, and then I think he scored three more points in the fourth, like at the end. But I still want to give him the Mr. Thunder Award because that's what we need in the first, is we need, we need a lot of <laughs> momentum. And I feel like he came out with it, and then the rest of the team wasn't really able to back it up. Yeah, there. Yeah, came out hot, but then not a lot of follow through, which I feel like is setting a good example for what we need to do. So Nerlens is my Mister Thunder. Okay, who gets your big perk award? Uh, my cupcake award goes to SGA today for this game. Uh, I feel like he played pretty passive, and after That's he fair. said. At the end of the Toronto game, he was quoted as saying, we don't bring it every game. That's something we will fix and get better at. I'm not worried about that. And I'm like, well, after this loss, is somebody going to get worried about it? I'm I'm worried about it. Because I feel like the SGA was really passive this game, and it just didn't sit well with me. So I feel like when – they're up playing defense that's kind of when they're at their best when they're harassing the other team then that kind of flows into offense but Mm -hmm. if they don't get up on defense it's like game over so I'm pretty worried about it SGA my perk thinks you're a cupcake award is gonna go to Chris Paul I just wanted Mr. 
mid-range jumper to get in the middle of that zone and shoot a mid-range jumper. And he really didn't attack at all. I remember one floater, like in the fourth, where he'd gotten in the middle of the zone. He ended with 14 points, but I just wanted more. My secondary cupcake award, I feel like I need to say it anyway because I can't stop thinking about it. But because I was just sure that Dennis was going to come out in a cupcake award by now. But (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm trying to take it easy on Dennis. okay? (laughs) but my secondary cupcake award, in case you had chose Dennis, was he was arguing with Stephen Adams before the heat game. And I know it was friendly about who was going to walk first for (laughs) walk in. And I'm like, leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, stop harassing Steven. Dennis harasses everybody. I <laughs> know it's all in good fun, but sir. Yeah. <laughs> Which game? Wait a minute. Which game is the tooth game? Is it the heat game? It was. The heat game is the tooth game. Yeah. So Dennis didn't <laughs> have a headband on. Loose. <laughs> <laughs> the tooth is loose. So. It was not headband Dennis on Friday. It became toothless Dennis. He got hit in the face, lost a tooth. I thought maybe it was a contact or something, but then I saw on Twitter that, no, it was a tooth, and the best part is he put it in a sock and played with it there. So casual, like maybe he had just like dropped some jewelry or, you know, like dropped his keys or something and just like picked it up and was like, hmm. It's so unbothered. Also, like, he didn't miss any time, and that happened, like, three or four minutes before halftime, and he still played the second half. <laughs> He's like, I'm fine. So, like, a little high five, but it was toothless, Dennis, on <laughs> Friday. <laughs> that was, like, the highlight of the Heat game for me. So Which is sad. <laughs> that lets you know, like, what kind of basketball was played. I was worried about Dennis's tooth. Uh, Well, I mean, coming off some dental work, I can understand why (laughs) you're concerned. (laughs) Also, no foul was called on the play, so I want to put that out there, too. Oh, he lost a tooth and didn't even get to shoot for it? No, nothing. Golly. Thank goodness Thunder beat Portland last night, because Mama... This would have been a rough podcast if we had lost to Portland. It was very satisfying to beat them 119 to 106. And then this is where I'm like, this was a great game. Everybody looked really good. T-Ferg still out sick. Nader out with the ankle. And Steven was in for this game. So he went out. What Patton was sick. Patton's yeah. got whatever mysterious illness is going around. Yeah, so Stephen went out Wednesday, didn't play Friday, and then he was already back in. And he was moving pretty slow. He was hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much on the court, but watching him walk to the bench, anything like that, I wouldn't say he's getting around great. No, I it did. Did they, were they just 
pulling him out in the fourth because they did so well or did something happen? Because I was worried he had gotten hurt again because of how sore he appears Man, to be. I don't – I'm I'm worried because it was in the fourth, maybe like 11 minutes left whenever he took that hard fall and Carmelo mm-hmm. went over and checked on him. I know. And <laughs> I was like, oh, babies. So – that was a special moment for me. But then after that, he did play for a little bit. But whenever they took him out after that, I don't think he played the rest of the fourth. So I don't know if that was because we had a lead and why play him when you can rest him. Or I don't know if he was hurt and couldn't play. SGA had 22 points. Dennis and Nerlens had 15 points. and. Shout out to LeBron James. <laughs> Damian Lillard had 34 points with an upper respiratory infection. <laughs> Still Shots out here fired. balling. Yeah. So there was a special moment for me in the beginning when Baisley was guarding Carmelo because Darius was number seven. We were in the orange and blue uniforms. Carmelo was number seven when he was playing for the Knicks. but. Basley really defended Carmelo, I thought, very well. Tferg was out sick, and Gallo rested this game. Our starting five were Baisley, Diallo, Chris Paul, SGA, and Steven. So that was kind of a different look, too. I like a starting Diallo. I really do, too. He said um, he's ready to defend his uh, title at the slam dunk all-star this year, which I'm excited for. Also, Dennis and Dort came in together, and I thought they were a really good pairing. I thought Dort looked really good in this game. Why is Lou Dort not getting more minutes? I know. Literally, they brought him up, put him in the game, and they were like, okay, now you get to guard big game Dane. No big deal. And he did a good job. He did great. I thought he did a really good job on Dame. He definitely had him frustrated, which was good. And he even came in and took an offensive foul on big game Dame and later on Carmelo. And then on offense, the trailblazers were kind of shading towards SGA. And he threw it to Dort and he hit a big three. So I just feel like he had a really good game. I think there was another. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There was also that one play where Dame was shooting a three and he was leaning in and Dort had kind of like moved around him and they called it a foul. And Billy did a coach's challenge and it was unsuccessful, but he was just in Damian Lillard's shit all night and I thought he did a really good job I think that that kind of calls back to what we've been talking about about Billy trying to do different rotations and with the injury and illness situation this week we've had to get really creative and I feel like that Dort was an excellent fill-in and I where was he when we had no answers for the feet I know, and I really liked Dennis and Dort together. They were just Mm -hmm. up in their shit defensively, and they looked good together. Chris Paul also had a really good first. He ended up with 12 points in the first quarter. 
and the Thunder had a lead at the end of the first. It was 32-24, to 24, and that's the first time that they've had a lead at the end of the first quarter since the Rockets game. I was watching the game last night with some friends, and there was, like, the Thunder game on and the fight on, and a friend of mine has a theory that I'm going to have to start watching for because she's an avid Thunder watcher and Thunder game goer. And she said that if the Thunder get to 100 first, it's a winner, baby. And it's something that she's been watching for years. And she said it doesn't matter if the other team gets to 100 or not, but if the Thunder make it to 100 first. And so now I have to watch it because I'm here for I'm here for all the superstitions, conspiracies, etc. That was we a new one for have, me. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm going to have to pay attention to that. We did have a couple what the fuck Dennis moments <laughs> in this game. So, yeah. Do you want to do awards? <laughs> I actually didn't give him an award. Dang, did you make yourself not do it? Okay, so first things first. Whenever Dennis was rolling the ball at the end of the first, and he was like going back and forth, like playing with the defender, and then he waited too long, and then he literally had to scoop the ball up and run, and then he turned it over. That was the first what the fuck Dennis moment. <laughs> the, the ball was just rolling. And I'm like, and like <laughs> the defender was super close and he was still like playing with him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. And then he turned the ball over and I was like, Dennis, go sit down. If like, you had turned the ball over, it would have been like the best cat and mouse of all time. <laughs> but Dennis is still in this turnover week. Yes. And then before halftime, the Trailblazers were inbounding the ball. Dennis was the only one up there defending. And he was up, I think it was maybe Dame that had the ball, but he was up in his shit. Everybody else was back playing, like getting set for defense. And he got, (laughs) he fouled him. So they got to shoot free throws (laughs) and he was the only one up there. So I did not give him a cupcake award. I don't want to be like every game, Dennis, you're a cupcake. So I did go an alternative route. Let's hear it. So like I mentioned earlier, Gallo was out on rest. And if he really had like an injury or something like that I know players rest sometimes but if it was more of like a load management thing that super sucks because whenever they announced the starting lineup I was at the game and a young kid next to me was very defeated when they announced that Gallo was resting Hmm. so I think it's one thing to stomach like somebody being hurt but it's another thing whenever you see it on the board out for us he was literally crushed so if Gallo's like kind of recovering from an injury okay fine but it also super sucked to see that little kid so defeated that's fair my cupcake award this is really hard for me because 
it's it I can't decide if it's a cupcake award or a Mr. Thunder award because I like it and hate it so much at the same time, but it needs recognition. So I'm gonna do it as my cupcake award. The Dort flop. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. It was yeah. either like you hate flopping, but when it's your team, you're like, yes, look at that. <laughs> it was literally, I watched it at least, like you said, 25 times, him taking that flop. So he gets Aww. my cupcake award. But it's definitely out of love because it was a Mr. Thunder alternate, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Do you want to do your Mr. Thunder first? Yeah, sure. My Mr. Thunder goes to Chris Paul for coming to class early. Yeah, scored twelve he came points in, in the, Yeah, he scored twelve points in the first, and then he was also out there letting SGA know that's two air balls, sir. <laughs> SGA did have several air balls this game, so I saw him thing. counting them out. He's like, "No, that's two. <laughs> so I would like to. Give Chris Paul my Mr. Thunder award for getting the class early because we needed it. I did have Chris Paul as my alternate. If I was mad at him Friday for not attacking, he came out Saturday and did attack. He ended up with 30 points. So, yeah, he had a really good game. And it's funny to me that your cupcake award went to Dort because he's going to get my Mr. Thunder award. Yay! And this is kind of a Pittsburgh Penguins Phil Kessel thing, but I wrote down, nice guy tries hard. Like, I just feel like the effort level is always there. And I've kind of been down on Deontay Burton a little bit because I feel like whenever he comes in, he's like, it's my time, I'm going to score. And I don't get that from Dort, but he also can score when it fits. Like whenever he hit that open three, whenever they were shading SGA. So it's just like he comes in and he meshes well. Like it's not like this piece that's sticking out. And he ended up with seven points and two assists. And like I said, he guarded Dame a majority of the game. And I just thought he came in, fit well. And did a really good job. With the sick flop. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love it so much. Nice guy tries hard, okay? <laughs> I like that a lot. And that's why I had to make it, because I had to make it one of my awards, because I loved it so much. But yeah. I had a suspicion that you were going to have him. So I just had to squeeze. Yeah, I got to get in where you can fit in. <laughs> and yeah. I want Dort to get more minutes. Same. I mean, I still want, like, Dennis and Diallo to come in. But, I, like I said, I really like Dennis and Dort together, too. Can't we do both? Yeah. Get you a man that can do both. We have to so, go to Houston on Monday. <laughs> Even though I think the Lakers were just in Houston. And LeBron was getting MVP chance. Oh, in, in Houston? Houston. Uh huh. Golly. So, 
I know the Rockets have kind of had their own set of they, issues. They must but be we mad at James. Chasing, yeah, we are chasing the Rockets for the sixth spot, so they can have some issues. I'm okay with that. Well, and who thought at the beginning of this season that we would even be saying that the Thunder would be chasing a six or a seven spot? Not yeah. me. And I think maybe Dallas is in the five spot, and they're not completely out of reach either, so. Wednesday, we go over to Orlando, and then it's back home. Yep, Hawks and Timberwolves, I think, Friday, Saturday. Friday is Hawks, for sure. I know that. Saturday games are fun to go to. Energy's different? Yeah, yeah. Energy is definitely different. Also, Big Game Dame got booed during the oh when they're announcing players, and I loved it. Everybody I'm, was booing him when he was shooting free throws. I was living. I'm very blessed for that, and I am also very blessed for all the tweets that I keep seeing about how uh, Big Game Dame said he ruined the Thunder franchise, but in all actuality. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm living for that. All the Dame shade. I'm like, thank you, Dame. Also, Carmelo got a warm reception. That was one of my alternates um, for a Mr. Thunder was for the crowd actually giving Mellow that return because I feel like it goes into what we were talking about, about how we don't do ex-player Shady, Kevin. Yeah. Mellow got a really nice welcome. He did, and Paul George did. Obviously, we all saw the Russell Westbrook return. So and just, Mello got a lot of harsh criticism while he was playing here, and he still got a really oh, yeah. warm welcome. Yeah, everybody hated Carmelo, it seemed. So he still got the warm reception. So just don't do us dirty, Kevin. That's all you got to do is act right. Jeez. <laughs> We just have awards, right? Yep. My Oh Honey leads into My Yes Queen. So By shall all I means. do them both? Yes, okay. ma'am. Okay. So my Oh Honey award goes to the Houston Astros. And I literally can't. Their Astros Fan Fest was Saturday. And they let the players do interviews. And... Altuve was quoted saying, believe me, at the end of the year, everything will be fine. We're going to be in the World Series again. So, okay. <laughs> I don't like how he's like, yeah, it's all fine. We're going to be fine. Don't sit here and play the victim. Okay. You were on that team. And that's it. And then when they interviewed Bregman, they asked him, do you regret anything that happened in 2017? And his response was, the commissioner came out with a report and the Astros did what they did. I have no other thoughts on it. And I truly hate Alex Bregman. And I just feel like it got weird. Like everybody was giving quotes. Obviously, we've just had this huge cheating scandal and it got weird in there. I've never seen Alex Bregman that uncomfortable before, which I was kind of living for. But it was also uncomfortable. Well, can you imagine, like, everybody's headed to winter warm-ups. Like, 
the Cardinals mm. are on their big Arkansas, Missouri, like tri-state tour, and everybody's getting back in the swing of things, and they've got to go see all their fans and have all these interviews and get their yeah. positions posted and having yep. literally everybody be like, so tell me about it. And when they asked Altuve about the buzzers, because he was one of the ones that was heavily rumored as to use an electronic buzzer, especially when he didn't want his jersey ripped off. He said he was shy. Shy, But he also (laughs) excused himself. He hit the walk-off off off of Aroldis Chapman, and he excused himself down to the dugout, and then he came back up. He didn't even celebrate with his teammates. He went down the dugout and then came back. I was like, so, is this kind of an elaborate curtain call? Because I remember thinking that was weird that he was, like, running off. But I was yeah. also in such shock because you and I were watching at the same time, and Aroldis was so hot, and I just knew he was going to get it done. But then, like, you remember how Chapman was smiling? Yes. So Chapman is the only one that didn't use any sequences for the Yankees. So... Everyone's kind of saying that the smile was because he knew that they were cheating. So that's kind of like morphed into its own thing, too. Or maybe it was just like him getting got. Who knows? But at the time, everyone thought him grinning was bad sportsmanship. Like he didn't really care. Like he did kind of get talked about a little bit for that. Uh, But he was being aloof. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of brought up, but now we have this other perspective. Maybe none of that. Everyone knew. Yeah, like the whole league knew. So now they're saying that maybe he was grinning because he was like, "Oh, okay," you know. Well, yeah, because what's he gonna do if he knows what pitch is gonna come? There's literally nothing you can do. Also, like I am not fighting the fact that he literally threw that slider over the center of the plate. Yeah, you know, like, did. that was a bad pitch still. So maybe he was grinning because it was a bad pitch and he knew it. But yeah, it is kind of was... funny to think about. But whenever Altuve was asked about the buzzers, he said that that's ridiculous. And Bregman just kept saying, yep, the commissioner, the commissioner gave a report. And that's pretty much all he had to say. Hmm. So then I'm just here so in, I don't get fined. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so then that morphs into my yes queen. So Cece Sabathia has a podcast. It's called R2C2 with Ryan Rucco. And in the last episode, they were talking about the cheating stuff. And Cece was talking about how the Yankees would have won in 2017. And he was quoted saying, I felt that shit. And Honestly, I did too. Like that season was just different even to 2019. Sometimes you have to have a little bit of magic and I feel like the Yankees did that year. So that was super hurtful to me and apparently to CeCe. But CeCe posted a picture and the picture had already kind of surfaced of Altuve walking through a metal detector with a bat before going to get in the batter's box. So that had been kind of circulating, but then they did the Astros Fan Fest, and Altuve denied allegations about buzzers and all of that. 
So then CC reposted that picture and put guarantee with laughing emojis. And then his wife, Amber, was quoted under it saying, tell us how you really feel. And I just feel like they're a power couple. And I love that they're talking trash about the Astros. My yes queen is also about the Astros. Yes. So I feel like I'm going to jump right in there. <laughs> Get Just it. How crazy Twitter was this week. I could not. Uh, Rachel Nichols, who's host of The Jump, was tweeting about former NBA coach Mark Jackson. And Mark Jackson said, some of the best camera work these days has done in Houston. And I'm just living <laughs> for the whole thing. Oh, that's shady. I like it. All the shades. Yes. What's your oh honey? My oh honey, you already know. You guys, Zion fell asleep again. I'm starting to worry about, like, narcolepsy. Let's get him in a sleep study. Because like what's going on? It was Pelicans Clippers, and Zion is in his suit taking a nap, and I'm pressed. He was also dunking pregame again, but still not playing, even though I'm pretty sure I got an alert earlier last week that said he would be playing Thursday, and then that NBA de- debut debut literally keeps getting keeps getting pushed back so he's like this debutante that everybody keeps waiting for but by the time I feel like he's debuted nobody literally nobody is going to care because I'm over it I'm completely over it you were supposed to be this big pelicans powerhouse and I mean an injury is an injury but you could be participating with your teammates but instead you're taking a nap and it's a bad look it's like Steph and Clay over on the Warriors bench getting teammates pumped up still being involved stuff like that and Zion's Mm -hmm. not doing that he's freaking napping no it's an excellent point for him to be I mean there's a lot to learn don't tell me that you're just like gonna come in and know everything it's there's a huge transition from college to pro Yeah, and it's not like he's Kyrie level out here, like my teammates suck, but (laughs) you're sleeping on the bench, sir. But I don't feel like you have to say it to hurt people's feelings. If I was on the Pelicans and looked over and saw Zion sleeping, I would be pissed. That's very true. I feel like it's just as much of a slam as Kyrie going on record being like, yeah, we didn't play well, and I need new teammates. <laughs> you can't request new teammates like LeBron Kyrie. It doesn't <laughs> work like that. <laughs> oh. Do you have a pinky power play? Yes. So on Tuesday, while we were recording, I was getting pretty amped up because, one, Sidney Crosby was going to make his return from injury, And since then, he has scored three goals and three assists in three games. And he got an overtime winner on Friday against the Red Wings. Yes. Bruins at Penguins today. My daddy's back, and I'm excited. Cindy. Yes. I'm like, yes, King, let him know. He did have a really good week. The overtime winner. It was everything. 
my pinky power play is for the future. Ooh. I know. I'm a premonition? Being, it's a premonition. A witchy woman? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. That Travis Kelsey is going to get another hat trick today. That's ballsy, but I like I it. I know. It's outrageous. But I feel like if I don't start testing the waters. So I was at work on Saturday in my Packers gear, and I was interacting with a client, and I do this thing where I don't super look at people. So I was, you know, working, doing my thing, and halfway through my conversation with this guy, I look up, and he has Chief stuff on, and I literally stop what I'm saying, and I say, oh, you're a Chiefs fan, and it just, like, came out of my mouth before I could even stop it, (laughs) and he was like, yeah, we may meet in the Super Bowl, and (laughs) yeah, the whole tone of the conversation changed from there on out. Like, I was talking work-related stuff and literally just, oh, you're a Chiefs fan, slipped out of my mouth. It's hard for me to not be Tim Tebow excited about today's game, but Travis Kelsey told me this week, you can't get too excited. I mean, if that's what Travis is saying, I feel like we have to follow, but I'm pretty pumped up. He said you can't get too excited. You got to keep going forward, but you got to keep your foot on the gas. <laughs> and I'm like, "Sir, which is it? Am I excited yeah. or am I or am I accelerating? Okay. Yeah, or am I coasting? I don't know. Um there I just got the notification right before we started recording that Frank Clark isn't really that worried about I saw Derek that. Henry and I'm like I'm like, you better fucking work then, okay? (laughs) That's what you're quoted as saying. I'm having, like, some Baker Mayfield vibes. My Tim Tebow I'm Excited to Be a Jet Award, it is Packers at 49ers. We all remember week 12, the Packers lost 37-8 to to the 49ers. Devontae Adams had 43 yards. Jamal Williams had 45 yards. Aaron Rodgers had one touchdown, and the Packers were only one for two in the red zone. And if you're only in the red zone twice, you're not going to do much. Um, Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times. The Packers completely got dominated by the 49ers. However, Devontae Adams said the Packers will be more prepared. So I'm holding on to that because I've kind of... Dang, I said last week, like... I'm more invested in football now than I was earlier in the year. I kind of have some expectations. And I just see this pretty story playing out. The Packers get crushed by the 49ers in the regular season. They come back and beat them in the playoffs. Old man Rodgers gets another Super Bowl. Like, I just see the story painted out. And now I'm super invested. We'll see. We're in the same situation. We talked about it last week where the Chiefs lost to the Titans in the regular season as well. I'm just sitting here reading this update about Frank Clark saying that Derrick Henry's not hard to hit and he should be running harder at his weight. And I'm like, oh, God. I mean, if you can back it up, cool. But... So, I'm trying to get excited, Frank, but mom is anxious. 